everybody. Welcome back to another episode of This Poor Pastor's Podcast. Today, we're going to continue our conversation about the church. Let's chat about the church. And we're going to talk about the most unpopular person in the church, and that is the pastor. We're going to talk a little bit about the pastor, the program, the preaching, maybe the pay, and definitely the pit of pastoring. I'm not going to talk about the pastor's pits. That would be weird, but we're going to talk about the pit of pastoring. Pastor, are you in a pit? If you are, I'd like to help you out today. And the rest of you, I'd just like to encourage you. And uh, that's what we're going to talk about on today's episode, just for a few minutes, speaking as a pastor to my pastors, to non-pastors about their pastors, all about pastors as we chat about the church on today's episode of this Poor Pastors Podcast, coming your way in just one moment. Hold, please. It has become super trendy and super popular, especially on social media, mostly on social media, I think, to attack the position and person of the pastor. It's not personal, people say. It's just professional. It's just a position, you know. It's hard for me to to separate those those two things. In a recent business meeting, uh, as people were sharing horror stories about church, which ironically, usually revolve around pastoral misbehavior of some kind or another, real or imagined. Some guy said, I'll tell you one thing. I was in a church one time, and they had uh, that pastor. He had full access to all the money, like no accountability. Just he had that. He could spend what he wanted. He didn't have to ask nobody for nothing. And I said, wow, that's just really horrible. But is it, though? Like, I mean, why would that be such a bad thing? I mean, if you don't trust the guy, you should get rid of him. It's like, we got ourselves a pastor. We don't trust him, but as long as we keep him away from the money, everything will be good. <laughs> you know, I just I just laugh at us sometimes. The, the church's attitudes about money and the pastor. I heard a pastor recently say that he had great liberty and freedom in preaching because he didn't know who gave and who didn't. And I understand that. I know the pressure of preaching when you know what someone's giving, but come on. The Bible specifically says that our giving is tied to our heart. And then the one thing that the pastors are not allowed to know about is money, is who gives what and whether they give. Really? Give me a break. That's absolutely, that's absolute silliness. You know, in the Old Testament economy, which Paul does indicate is something like what should be happening in the New Testament church today with some obvious differences. In the Old Testament economy, the people of God brought their offerings to the temple and to the tabernacle. And it was, and actually their offerings were the inheritance of the Levites. That's what God said. He said, I am your inheritance, you Levites. And part of that was you got the food, you got the money, like they oversaw it, they ran it. I don't know of any church anywhere that would like that. Like, welcome to the New Testament church where we give God 10% of our money and then we decide how it's used and when it's used and who gets to use it. And the pastor, certainly not the pastor, like we'll listen to his thoughts, but he doesn't get to say anything about it. I hate the conversation around money and ministry. It really is all upside down and inside out. Pastor, do not be embarrassed about talking about money to your church from the pulpit. 
And especially if you're in one of those beautifully fun churches where everybody get everybody who never has to prove what they make for a living, how they spend their money, or how much they tithe to get to sit around in a business meeting and see everything about your financial pay package and discuss what you're worthy of. If they get to do that, I get to make them uncomfortable by talking about money. That's just the way it goes. Churches are nuts when it comes to this kind of stuff. Absolutely nuts. And that's not the only thing that pastors deal with. I know it's popular to criticize pastors, and it's easy to take cheap shots like a bunch of juveniles sitting around the lunchroom in the schoolhouse criticizing their parents for their parenting decisions while they never had to carry any of the burdens that the parents are carrying. It's easy to be critical when you're an absolute non-burden carrier. Like anybody can criticize Let's wait. To, I just I just told my daughter the other day when she was upset about a decision I had made. I said, baby girl, one day you're going to have children of your own. And you're going to do the best you can out of love for them. And you're going to, because you love them, you're going to make decisions they won't agree with. And you're going to remember this time. You're going to remember this day. And you're going to remember that my dad loved me enough to make a decision that was in my best interest even when I didn't agree with it. So I'm begging you to please stop sitting around and posting on Facebook or things, just constantly running down the office of the pastor. Most pastors, are there knuckleheads? Absolutely, in the pews and in the pulpit. But most pastors are good, solid men who love the Lord. They're doing the best they can with the training that they've received. And it's brutal. It's brutal to be a pastor. Now, there are other jobs that are brutal too, and sometimes pastors you know, like cry me a river and they make it act like it's the hardest job in the whole world. It's not. There are other jobs that are equally as difficult, but pastoring is not easy, especially with some of the limitations placed upon pastors. Again, go back to that guy, so that pastor, he had full control of the money, and that was a bad, like that's a bad thing. And yet all around America, there are business owners who start businesses and run their businesses and have full control over how the money is spent. And we don't think that's a bad thing. Are there knuckleheads? Yes. Am I advocating the pastor have his name on the bank account and an access to the church debit card? Um, it depends upon which part of that question you want to talk about. All I'm saying is, why is it that Christians have grown comfortable saying this is God's man that he has placed in that position, and daggone it, we don't trust him as far as we can throw him? Like, something isn't right here. Another area where pastors have some struggles and get down into the dumps is when it comes to their message delivery. A pastor is likely over the tenure of his ministry to have someone come in and tell him his preaching is too shallow or his preaching is too deep. Others will say to him, I wish you preached more topical sermons. And others will say to him, why don't you preach more expository sermons? And then other pastors who have a style that they prefer will stand up in conference pulpits and post on, uh, in, in publications about the need for expository preaching or the, the evils of, of topical preaching and the evils of this and the evils of that. And what we need in America is more preaching, um, expository preaching. And I've, you can go back and listen to my message on expository preaching. It is not the, the answer that we think that it is, but you know, pastors, they get hit from left, right, and center about this in the church. I just saw a Facebook post yesterday where a woman was decrying the utter lack of preaching about heaven and hell. Now, I went and listened to the sermon that she posted about heaven, and it was the most vapid, 
um, you know, cheerleader type message about heaven. In fact, five minutes into the message, the pastor said, God doesn't tell us much about heaven in the Bible. And I wanted to say, hey, sir, maybe that's because heaven is not our home and heaven is not where we're headed. A renewed earth is where we're headed, not heaven. Maybe the reason God doesn't talk much about heaven is because it's not supposed to be our aim, our focus. <laughs> maybe. You know, they say, we need more preaching on heaven. We need more preaching on hell. I wish our pastor would talk about the pre-tribulation rapture of the saints more often. I wish our pastor would focus on the, the mark of the beast and the Antichrist. And then others want you to talk about this and about that. And a poor pastor is just trying to study the word of God and feed the flock of God, but they come already with their own menus in their hands, wanting to order off of the menus that they have created, not the one that God may have given to the pastor. So pastor, I'm, I'm just trying to encourage you here. Just preach the way and the content that God has delivered to you. If you're a topical preacher, do that to the glory of God, to the best of your ability. If you're an expositor, God bless you, sir. You're probably not as much of one as you think you are, but God bless you. Exposit to the glory of God at all you want to. I really, I mean, that's fine. Do what God has called you to do, but don't adjust because of what other people want you to do. You know, one of the areas that, that I am dealing with this, and maybe I'll talk tomorrow, but this has been so much fun. I might pick up and talk. This has been therapeutic for me. But, you know, not only the, the, the kind of preaching, but where you preach and the way uh, you, you conduct yourself. You know, I know for years and years and years, the pulpit in, on, the, on the platform has been the thing. Like, it's a symbol of authority. That's interesting, right? The symbol of authority, especially where it seems that in the New Testament and in the Old Testament, a seat was a symbol of authority. You remember that time when Jesus was in his hometown and he went to the synagogue and he read in the scroll of Isaiah? And then after he, he stood to read and then he sat down to teach. And that's because the seat was the place of authority. We, we call that the seat of authority, the seat of power. This is why judges sit behind a bench, right? There's a seat of authority. On Christmas Eve Sunday this last year, I removed the pulpit because of the way we had our service that day, and I actually sat in a chair to deliver my message to the congregation. And not only did I feel like I connected with people better than I ever had before or had in a long time, but I got more positive feedback, even from first-time visitors, about the level of connection with that sermon. And honestly, I am seriously considering a move and a shift in this regard. I'm, I'm trying to be purposeful about it, but I like, I like sitting. I was like, well, that's contemporary. You know, this is that's the problem. Again, this knee-jerk reaction. Just because someone who does something you don't like doesn't mean everything they do is wrong. Some people have it right. Now, I don't care. You stand behind a pulpit. You can make a pulpit as big as Noah's Ark and stand behind if you want to. I couldn't care less. My point is, Pastor, you do what God has called you there to do. Be a leader, not a museum curator. And in God's dear name, if you have a pastor who loves the Lord and is trying his hardest to lead according to the way that God has revealed in Scripture and that the Holy Spirit is directing him and he's not leading you into sin and degradation and all kinds of evilness and he's not trying to get his name on the bank account, then just love him and support him. Can we talk about that, church? Can we talk about our attitude towards pastors? I don't talk about that much on this Poor Pastors podcast, but today, today I wanted to. Because I think it matters. There would be no church as we know it without the position of pastors and elders. 
God has given us leaders. He has always led through individuals. So if you have such an individual, make sure they know that you love them and that you support them. And don't chew on them in the lunchroom so hard. Give them a break. It's not as easy as you might think. All right, everybody, I hope you have a great day. I'll be back tomorrow as we continue our chat about the church on this week and this episode or these episodes of this Poor Pastors podcast. Have a great day.